The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Camping here with Jack Jackson, Pinky Pinkowski, our, uh, one of our amazing ads people who, uh, uh, so we get Jared and, and Jackson. Jared kind of runs our ads for our people, uh, for our, our own internal, what we spend. And then Jackson is uh, mostly full-time doing uh, ads for you guys, for Clean Nation. So he's he's great. He's, he's done this quite a bit. So one of the things that I have seen happening that you guys do kind of almost always when we have our newer clients this is a mistake they make just about every time that uh, I've been coaching one by one. So I'm like, I will bring it to Cleaning Nation. And I definitely want to get Jackson's take on is we worry about the wrong things. So we spend a lot of time on what pictures to use and how does it look and all the sort of stuff, which will make our in-laws or our friends or our college buddies think we're smart and sexy and have quote unquote a real business, but we don't spend enough time on the copy. Um, and when it comes to the copy, there's two big things. One is we talk about ourselves and what we do and a bunch of yada yada that they don't care about. Um, and we've covered that before. The second, I don't know that we've ever covered on a podcast and we probably should have and should do more on these is the call to action. So before we get to the call of action, I want to kind of do a kind of asterisk or a ground rule. If your copy sucks, the call to action is not going to matter, right? If you haven't said anything to interest the person, you can do whatever call to action you want. It's not going to help. So it, I guess the difference is if we have a great first date and I forget to get the girl's phone number or make a date to see her again or find some way to contact her, I did a bad call to action, but a great date. She wanted to see me. I want to see her, but we didn't follow up. If we have a terrible first date and I make the most compelling offer for a second date ever, it's probably not going to work. So we've got to make sure that the content that we give, a call to action is not magical, but no matter how good your content is, if you don't have a good call to action, you're really kicking yourself in the teeth. So Big asterisk, go listen to other podcasts on how to do good content, how to get them where they want to take that call to action, how to have a good first date. So the the person on your website, reading your email, looking at your postcard, whatever response they're giving had a good first date, right? Whatever you've said has been a value. They like it. That's got to be the, the underlying fact. Okay. So that said, let's talk exclusively about calls to action, if we may. The mistakes I, and then you, I'll give you the mistakes I see, Jackson, you can open it up however you like. I see not doing one, like they just say a bunch of stuff and then assume the person is going to call it like, and just like, or I guess you could call it if there's a phone number on the page, that's a call to action, which is not, it's just information available. That's not a call to action. So they don't do one or they do one that's completely incongruous. So again, I have a first date and I tell the lady uh, or the girl on the date, Hey, how about you come to my parents' house tomorrow for a week and, and we hang and we live, we stay there not a great call to action. Or if I'm like, we should hang out at some point in the future, call me somewhere, get me on some social goodbye. Also not a great call to action. So I see people either not doing, or we just end the date. I don't even say anything. Had a great time. Goodbye. You know, that's not helpful or a bad call to action. So that's big universe as I see it, Jackson. Feel free to squirt some of your wisdom mind juices in there. Yeah. Um, now, now that you said, uh, like not doing a call to action immediately came to my head a, a number of times I've seen, I've seen ads or people do ads and then I go, great. What do you, what do you want? 
Like you just told me this. That's awesome. What do you want? Um, Cause you, you put yourself in the shoes of the consumer. They, you could have, like you said, the best, the best ad ever. But if you're not actually calling for them to do something, they're just going to scroll on by and, and, and then not think twice about it later down the line. Um, so the call to action is, is crucially important because it, you know, it's telling the consumer, Hey, I want you to do this to receive what it is I'm offering. You need to do this. Um, and something important to note too, is, is that call to action isn't going to be the same for every business or even every business type in, in various like different locations will have different types of call to actions that are effective, different say, especially in, with cleaning companies. Uh, you know, the call to action for LA is so much different than what the call to action for, I don't know, Iowa is going to be, or some town in Iowa, Des Moines, let's just say Des Moines. Um, cause the population is different. The pain points are different. The action they're going to want to take is different. Um, but the important part is, is that you actually have that call to action and it's, and it's, it's a combination of motivating enough for them to take action, but not also, you don't want it to be obtrusive either. You don't want it to be, Hey, call to action is click this to get my offer. And then when they click it, it, it takes them to like a 30 step application process. They're not applying for a loan. Um, they're just trying to get to know you. They're trying to get in touch uh, or fill out a, a small form, send you an email, something along those lines, right? It, again, it goes back to the date thing. It's it's not first date, then going to meet parents. It's first date, then second date. Uh, parents are, are well down the line. Parents are like the, the equating the bid in this situation or closing the deal sort of thing um, with that. So yeah, that's another, you're saying so much good stuff. People will, I think if, when you hypothetically ask our listeners, what do you want them to do? They have an answer for that. They go, I want them to call me and, and sign up. But the implied questions behind that, that they don't have a good answer for is, did you explicitly tell them to do that? Oh, no, I just, it's it's implied. Like, you know, same thing with a girl. I want you to come home, meet my parents. But I implied it by, you know, leaving a brochure for, you know, <laughs> Boise, Idaho, where my parents live on your door and like, they shouldn't understand. Or so the first thing is just because you know what you want, did you ask them or tell them? The answer is almost always no. If the answer is yes, did you tell them why it would be a benefit to them? Right? Because we're so into what we want. I want them I, like, I'm advertising on Facebook, I'm giving them money. So they should just buy my crap because I'm advertising on Facebook. <laughs> well, the people going to Facebook don't give a crap how much money you've given Facebook. They just care about them. Right? So if I was going to pitch said first date girlfriend on my parents, I'd be like, there's this place and you mentioned that you need a break. And I know it's really early in the relationship. But I'd try and find some sort of benefit to her as opposed to just like, I like you and I I want to get married and have babies and you have to meet my parents and this is my agenda. So I'll, like, she's not interested in any of that crap, right? She's interested in her own thing. So A, did you, I think most of our clients would answer yes to what, what do you want them to do? I want them to call me and buy something. Great. Did you tell them to do it? No. D is it a reasonable thing for you to tell them to do? No. Is Did you give them any reason why it would be beneficial for them to do it? Three strikes and we're out. No, no, and no. So A, make sure that it's about them and you're telling them why they would do it as opposed to what you want. Um, and then B, it's an appropriate next response. So if it's residential, it might be a call now for a bid, right? Because they're looking to solve that problem tomorrow or today or just quick and easy. Um, it's a smaller purchase. If it's commercial and it's just the first time I've ever heard of you, call now for a free bid. Wildly, 
I don't say inappropriate, but ineffective is probably a, or that. So that would be like an idea of what the call to action should be. The other one that would be like, is it about you or about them? Sign up for our free newsletter. Like nobody ever does. A, you know, you're not even writing a newsletter. So let's be honest. B, who's coming to your place going, I really would like to know a lot. You know, I really, you know, I don't want to just solve this problem. I want weekly or monthly updates on the state of the cleaning industry. They're like, they don't want any of that crap. All right. Rant over. So what can you recommend Jackson for people that are having trouble with a call to action? How should they do it? When should they do it? What's a good call to action? Give us some wisdom. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you said it, you said it super well, you, you kind of have to take yourself out of the equation entirely. Um, besides the fact of understanding what the end goal is, um, that that's the end of really your involvement in the whole thing. So you, I'm just going to use, give, uh, you want them to call you. I'm going to use residential. You want them to call you as my example here. Um, you, you gotta dumb it down, uh, because you gotta, you make the assumption, like you said, people don't know what they want. So you have to, you make it explicitly clear, like, Hey, um, call now to claim this offer, call now to what, what this goal is, call this number or click this button to call for X goal. And you'll receive, this is what, why you want to do it. That's, that's e almost even more important than having a clear action because people don't want to do things, especially nowadays when they don't know what to expect. Right. Uh, back in, I don't want to say like the olden days, but you know, 20 years ago, you would call service person and you would get you know a quote before the internet was big so you would call service person and say hey i have this issue they would say okay this is what it's going to cost or this is what we can do for it that kind of thing nowadays people don't want to call they don't want to fill out forms they don't want to do anything until they know you know what am i what's going to happen on this call what, what am i going to get in return are you are they going to pick up is it going to go to a voicemail am i going to what am i going to get it by the end of this and that's that's what you have to make explicitly clear to these people is hey call and you're going to get you know peace of mind knowing that you'll you'll have a cleaning plan either with us or or just a cleaning plan suggestion for you piece of you'll get more time back in your day by doing this call and whatever those those value adds are that you want to have in there uh, just make that explicitly clear. And again, more is better in this instance. Specific, clear, you're not going to overwhelm them with things like this because this is what they want to know. These are the things they want to do. If they truly have this issue, which they did, they clicked on the ad or they interacted with your website, they interacted with your profile, whatever it is, it is they are interested subconsciously or top of mind in a cleaning company for their home. Now you need to you need to really close, close the deal by explaining to them the value of, of interacting with you. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Yeah, that's such a good point because we often don't have a real clear picture of what's going to happen. They're like, well, I'm going to come out and try and sell them something. And they're like, well, that's not going to go over well, so I don't want to say it. So great. Well, maybe we shouldn't be trying to sell them something. Maybe we should really help them get clear on what their problem is and help them come up with a solution for that. And if what you sell happens to be just an awesome solution for them, great. Now you don't have to sell them something. You just solve their daggum problem. So I don't think sometimes we've thought through 
we only think about, and this is so common guy it's I've, I've done it. So this is humans and I'm not judging you guys, but we think of things from what we want in our perspective. I just want this guy to buy the crap. So it's always about him buying our crap as opposed to really understanding what problem we're solving for him or her, why they came to us, how we can help them. And it's so much easier for just trying to help them. They want to give you the money. Like people, that's not that, but they feel that you're trying to get your agenda done. They're not interested in that. So let's talk a little bit about some of the ways to make sure the call to action works. So we talked about first, you've got to have a call to action. Second, it's going to be clear as to exactly what you want them to do. Third, it has to be a reasonable next step. And fourth, it has to be, you have to, and this is probably the most important one, tell them what's in it for them, right? So we have to be clear on all that. Second is let's talk about logistics of how it's going to work. So first, speed to lead, really important for residential. So for commercial, not as big of a deal. Um, Again, there, if they reach out and you call them back in a couple hours, or maybe even tomorrow, not ideal, sooner the better, but not a big deal at all because they're, they're, they're not going to make this decision tomorrow or, you know, it's probably going to be the next month or two. Residential, you can call the guy back in an hour. He's probably already gotten a bid and signed up or done whatever, and that is over. So the speed to lead, really, really important. So we kind of have to look at what the call to action is going to be and how can I handle it? So a couple of things would be fill out a form, which... And great because say they're probably not going to fill out your form, but if they do, they don't feel that that problem has been solved. So they're going to keep going until someone scratches their itch and makes them feel like it's solved. And by the time you respond to that form, like, oh, never mind. And they won't tell you about someone else. They just go, oh, never mind. You'll get a lot of that. So speed to lead really important. So I don't like form filling. Uh, if it is a form, I'm going to want them to at least feel like they've solved their problem. So they stop looking for another solution. So fill this form and we'll get back with you best get back to them, right? A, I don't think a lot of people can fill out form. B, best get back to them like stat within five minutes. Um, or book a call, book a time where, you know, in the next day or two, we're, and this is mostly for residential, for commercial, it doesn't have to be as big of a deal, but concepts are the same. They're just really important with residential, less important commercial. Um, if you book a call and you explain, and the call is going to happen soon, right? If the call's for like next week, they're probably going to keep trying to solve that problem. But if the call's for like today, tomorrow, maybe the next day, and you've done with a video or with copy or both explained how this call is going to be great. They're like, okay, I've solved this thing. They've checked it in their in their mind. They'll probably stop trying to solve that problem and actually should. And also, if you especially if you've done a video and they see it's a real person that they're going to see, they're going to be like, okay, I don't want to stand up this person. I've got a commitment. So that's the way to go. Um, calling right now. That you know, not everyone wants to call, but at least they're going to call you and talk to you and have that conversation. So just keep in mind how they respond and what that call to action is you have to kind of follow it through all the way to the end like what's going to happen after they do that call to action if the answer is they're going to go back to trying to scratch their itch or solve their problem somewhere else probably not a great call to action if the action is we're going to get them the help that they need they're going to stop looking for help somewhere else more effective any thoughts jackson yeah it's it, you you said it right it's it's being as quick as possible with it um and because yeah, like you said, it's uh, it's solving at least putting a. I mean, the ultimate solve of their problem is going to be having cleaners in their house doing doing nice cleanings, you know, a couple times a month. Um, that's the ultimate solution. But the the initial band aid and feels like they're making progress is you know I have I, I've called this place. They're they're going to get me a bid by tomorrow, or I have a scheduled call later this afternoon. Or I have a form and on that form, it said, we'll reach out within 10 minutes with a bid, right? Um, or I even have a bid. Some people use like automated forms through through uh, Zenmate or, or Jobber or, or these other tools, right? Um, 
And those are, those are all, like you said, a way for them to stop their search because now they have presented solution in front of them. But again, if you say you're going to call someone back in 10 minutes or you're going to give them a call after they submit their form within five minutes, you better do it. Um, and, and you better touch base with them. And the more personable you can get with it, the better. That's, that's really important. So I've got one last thing I want to mention that I'm going to kind of let you end however you see fit, Jackson. Um, we've mentioned a couple of times, like giving them what they want. I'm going to make a little caveat to that. What they want that will actually help them solve their problem. Yes. So the reason I say that is a lot of what people and want to have like, oh, I do automatic pricing on my website. Like they can just go there, they get the pricing, they can just sign up. It's all automated. And on paper, that works out great. But there's, there's a lot of reasons you want to do that. One is, well, there's so many. I'll give, I'll give a couple and then I'll talk about why you don't even want to give a price. Never mind. So there's like kind of three levels. One is they can book it right there on, on the call, which are on the website, which seems like, well, that fits all the thing. It gives them the solution they need. They buy their stuff. Everything's, I get what I want. It seems great. Second would be you don't give them, you don't book the call, but you do give your pricing right on the website. And the third would be you have to call and talk to a human at our place to, um, to get to get pricing. So the reason I like the first one that they can just book is a you have no way to vet them, right? Because they could be anyone. Now all of a sudden you've got people in their house and they might not pay and they could be a bot or a spam or a jerk or a hoarder. You have no idea what's going on. So your ability to solve their problem, you don't even know if you can. You don't even know what their problem is. You just know they bought a product that you have. You have no or service that you have. You have no idea. It'd be like accountant. Just be like it's 500 bucks for accounting. Like what does that does that include receivables, QuickBooks, data entry? Like what do I don't even know what that means? Like five hundred bucks just for accounting? Like well, what I don't even know what that means. So they're gonna have obviously have a bad experience because the likelihood the service you provide is a service that they expected in their mind or hope for is virtually zero, right? So that's a great way to get a problem. You're gonna get a lot of one-time cleans, and again, if you're in LA, maybe there's enough new people coming in and churn that you can build a business on that. If you're in Des Moines, there just ain't. There's just not that enough people that want that. So. Lots of reasons not to um, allow booking online. Second one would be like, I'll just give them the price. I'll just give them the price, which is like typically when we don't have the skill to sell. <laughs> but the problem with just giving the price is if that's all they have, right? If there's no discussion of value, it's just price. They're just going to have 20 tabs open just like on Amazon, right? Like if I'm buying a product and it's a product I bought before and I, there's seven different vendors, I'll just buy from the, the cheapest vendor. Like it has nothing to do with that, right? So the problem is we're not selling a commodity, right? An iPhone 15 from me or from Apple or from Verizon or the next guy, as long as they're in the box, it's the same daggum thing. I'll just buy the cheapest one. Um, and even then it's like, well, is it in the box? Is there a warranty? Like there's even then with the exact product, there's still some stuff, but with a service like cleaning, there's no such thing as the exact same thing. So it's not what's great for them because they're just going to pick the lowest price and no one's coached them through how to solve their problem. So they don't, they probably haven't even thought through what their problem is. They just want the price. And that's why they're, that's why they have the problem. They don't know how to solve it. So neither of those, they might give the person what they want, but they're not going to really help the person to the solution they need. And certainly I'm going to give you what you want because you don't want the guy that's just looking for the lowest price. So just want to be encouraging. Yes. You want to give them something of value, but that actually helps them solve their problem. Not that, you know, just scratches their itch and they're going to be, you know, they're not going to get what they want and they're just going to, in that same spot in a week or month. All right. That was pretty much everything I had. Anything to add uh, before we call it, Jackson? Um, no, no, that was pretty much it. I think to kind of summarize it is one, one I, I hate this brand because they're commercials, but their sales process is great. And that's progressive insurance. Um, they do a fantastic way. Granted, they're large scale, right? So you do everything online, but they do an amazing job of, of giving you value back for what you think or what you need based off of what you tell them 
right? They give you insurance options. You, you know, you outline obviously what your car is, but then you also outline like, oh, this is my home. This is how much I travel throughout the year. Do I really need this extra liability insurance? You know, all this extra stuff. And at the end, they give you pricing that from everybody that might not even be them. They might be the highest, they might be middle ground, they might be the cheapest, but by the end of their 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 sales process, you you have answers to all your problems, whether it be through progressive or someone else. And the same can go for for cleaning, you know, especially with people who want to move away from one times. If if you hone in on that call to action, you hone in on that process there and uh and you give people their solutions, they'll be happy with you. I, I think of, for all marketing, that's probably the biggest takeaway is stop trying to get them to do what you want and just try and help them solve their problem. And if you do that, you're always going to make money. Like, And again, I don't like giving price on the phone for a service, but Progress is more of a product and they've given value just in asking the questions. And I love that they're like, we're just really trying to solve your problem. And if we're not the best fit, that's okay. Like if they're at that scale, because that's more of a, you know, yeah, it's my customer. If they can still say, that's okay. If we're not a fit, I'd rather you go somewhere else. At our much smaller scale, we can certainly say we're looking for the right customers who are the best in the world to solve their problem, not just anyone that's got money and willing to give it. Great, great way to end it. So end on that. Think about how to solve your your client's problem and give them value, not how to get them to buy your crap. That works for call to action, marketing, sales, pretty much everything. All right. If this has been helpful and you would want more, allow me to give you more value without selling you anything. You can go to growmycleaningcompany.com. We've done over a thousand podcasts. Um, I don't know. We probably spent at least $100,000 in time and money on that thing. Completely free, giving you a ton of value. And 99% of the people that listen to our podcast never become clients and that's a-okay. Um, but the 1% to do is more than we can handle. So perfect example of here's a ton of value. And if it works out, we're like, holy crap, I want these guys to help you. Reach out. We'll, we can talk about that. And if not, you can still get a ton of value. Perfect example, ideally, hopefully, of what we do, growingcleancover.com. Check or not what we do, but we just coach you to do. Check it out. See you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.